Hello and welcome to Talking Strength episode 3. This is the first of what I will be calling Lessons in Strength. Um, and basically what it is, it's a reflection on um, the previous week's guest that I had on the podcast. And um, just takeaway points that I, well, points that I take away from the, the podcast um, and their interactions with the guests that I've done. Um, and it's something that I'm looking to kind of, you know, build up on as we get more and more guests on the, the show. Um, so if you haven't had listened to that, that was last week's episode that was with Sam Hall from Ethos Strength. Um, if you haven't had listened to that episode, go back, have a listen. It's uh, well worthwhile. We go into, you know, a bit of Sam's injury history, a little bit of philosophy around training. Um, and we kind of just drift on a whole bunch of different topics. So, yeah. So one of the, the big things that I took away from from Sam and we spoke about it is um, that movement is momentum. And that's one of the biggest things that I see with my clients, myself, um, you know, anyone who comes to me or that I work with that has some form of injury or is going through a, you know, a, a niggle that they've had from the gym or something along those lines. And it's, it's taking that approach of that movement is momentum and momentum forward is always what we want to try and achieve from those perspectives um, or with those clients. And, too many times I see I see us just prescribing um, not to do that exercise or not to do an exercise that causes pain. And, and I agree with that. I think um, stepping away from movements that increase pain or cause pain is very important. But that doesn't mean that we just completely ignore that movement pattern or we completely ignore um, the stimulus to the injured area or the the area that is affected um you know we we have that saying it's like reduce the load not the pattern or sorry regress the pattern not the load and what that basically means is like if you you know hurting yourself in a barbell back squat um don't just make the the weight less on the barbell back squat it's like you can still challenge yourself and make it subjectively hard and and difficult by creating stimulus with you know other exercises like a goblet squat for example where your your limiting factor would be your shoulders ability to hold the weight out in front and now that's still taxing on the body and it's still moving through the movement pattern and we might be able to you know fix up any problems that we see but we also are able to still kind of drive a stimulus um, in terms of training and I think having that approach of you know movement is momentum is a big thing when dealing with anyone with some form of, of injury management, um, some form of niggle, whatever it be from that side, it, it's don't just ignore an exercise. Don't just rule out an exercise because there's some form of pain. Um, and I say that very you know carefully, like I've said, it's like don't, ig- don't ignore pain, but also don't run away from pain. Um, so yeah, I think that was one of the big ones that I took from that. It's that, you know, that movement is momentum. And we see that in everyday life. Um, you know, the, the more momentum you you create or the more movement in the direction that you, you want to go, whether it's with business, life, you know, the, the more that snowball effect starts to occur. Um, and, you know, t- I, I think of it from my side when I was going through all of my injuries and, and coming out of my 
coming out of my replacement and gone into the rehabilitative process of what I was doing. Um, and I was always chasing, chasing movement, chasing the ability to still get into times of patterns or, or types of patterns. Um, it, you know, in the lo- uh, hindsight of it, I might have pushed a little bit too hard. Um, hence, you know, two replacements later. Um, but I was always attempting to try and get out of pain by moving. Um, and, you know, from all the drugs that I was taking and, and anything that that I was on to try and prevent some form of pain, movement was always my, kind of my go-to. Um, it gave me the best results. It, um, you know, made me feel better. It kept me going from a mental perspective. If, if I continued to have to just lie still in the bed and um, kind of wither away, I probably would have... Um, done the things that I've spoken about before um, and you know I, I take it even further back as I, I touched on it in episode one is I um, when I was in my, my final year of school I um, r- took a, a knee to the back of the head in a sports game um, and long story short I, I landed up having some form of, of brain damage from repetitive trauma to the head after having quite a few concussions and um you know i had a really bad memory at the time i kind of um i kind of had a a very bad short-term memory very similar to 51st dates if you've ever watched that movie that was kind of my life i i would wake up in the morning and um kind of read the events that had occurred from the day before um in the little diary that i kept next to my bed and i used to write down you know big important things that had happened in the day before and I would read them every morning when I woke up and kind of relive what had happened in the the day to weeks to months that had kind of happened um, around that experience and what my mom used to do and my my grandfather at the time what they used to do is the only thing that would help with the pain that I was that I had in terms of in my head I would wake up with a headache every day and I kind of and when I say a headache, more of a, a, a migraine type of scenario where I couldn't really see straight depending on what had occurred um, or how I was feeling in that day. I had good days and bad days. But basically what they would do is they would they would drop me off at um, the local Virgin Active. So for those, well, I suppose most people know, but Virgin Active is very similar to like Fitness First here in Australia. Um, it's a big, big commercial chain in South Africa and that's where I used to train. Um she used to drop me off there, you know, mid-morning before she went off to work. And I used to walk into the gym, um, or I was told, this is what I used to do, I used to walk into the gym, and I used to go and squat. And I would load up the bar and I would squat whatever the weight was at the time, and I'd kind of squat doubles, triples, somewhere around that line, until the pressure in my head became so much so that it was bearable that I could kind of function for a while. And I would unrack the bar and I would walk across to the couches and I'd go and sit on the couches and sit there and just dwell. And then, you know, 30 minutes to an hour later, the headache would start coming back and I would walk myself over to the squat rack and I would do squats again until the pain went away from all the pressure in my head went away. And that's pretty much how I lived for a period of time in my my 18th year of life is basically doing intervals of, of squat work to um, 
alleviate this pressure that was in my brain and you know a lot of the trainers around knew what the story was um and you know kind of looked after me from that perspective but that's basically how i would spend a lot of my day i'd, I'd sit in the the gym on the couch or i'd squat whatever the weight was i don't even remember and that's kind of how i got good at squatting i suppose from that side um but i would squat to or you know to trying to bring that back to what i'm trying to say is like i would move to alleviate pain um and i see it with you know my athletes i see it with my clients i've got you know guys and girls with lower back problems or back injuries or disc bulging discs and slipped discs i say slipped discs with you know in inverted commas because discs can't slip but um <laughs> you know for me the best best form of rehabilitation or trying to help them around that is getting them to move in positions where we can start to understand and monitor their pain response um you know the worst thing i think for injured people is to just bed rest them you know it 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 destroys them from a mental capacity from a physical capacity it it just it's not good it, it doesn't do them any good in the long run and and i see it time and time again you know from all of my injuries that i've gone through and all of my experiences and all of the experiences that i share with my clients it's just every single time we talk about it it's you know movement makes them feel better and uh, you know i say that again it, it it's being said with you in um relation to obviously what they're moving and exercises and, and movement that we prescribing from that side but it's just continuously trying to get them to move makes them better and that was kind of one of the big takeaways that i took from sam from that is you know he does the same thing with his clients he does the same thing with his back you know continuously trying to to keep himself moving um just helps to prevent that and i see it in my life as well is all of those times that I had hard times or, or, you know, times where I should have given up or I should have just, just, you know, thrown in the towel. It's hopefully getting those little bits of momentum that little bit of movement started to create that snowball effect. And we kind of see it, you know, like good things happen as soon as it, it it starts to progress and start to move forward in a manner. It's like the one little thing adds on and it adds on and adds on and adds on. It's that, and that ripple effect starts to occur, or the snowball effect in terms of that. So it's not just in, in training, and I think it's in, in everyday life from that perspective. It's like momentum or movement is momentum. It's momentum forward. It's It's progression. It's it's good for you um and i think that was one of the big lessons that i I kind of took from sam and and you know um i think the other one that that we need to maybe touch on (coughs) and just reiterate from there and i have my thoughts on it as well is we spoke about like playing the long-term game and we said playing the long-term game (coughs) excuse me playing the long-term game in terms of strength um is something that i wish i my coaches and and training partners had drummed into me a little bit harder and even my my parents i suppose um from back in those days it's like that pursuit of strength doesn't need to be rushed you know rushing it gets you injured or rushing it lands puts you at a higher risk of injury um 
and understanding that you know looking for that long-term perspective or that long-term game is ultimately what we should be trying to strive for we're trying to create really good movement patterns to ultimately express you know the most strength possible out of us at the end of the day and i think aiming for that long-term game as long as there is some form of progression slowly and and that's the key thing is it doesn't have to be progression in terms of weight it doesn't have to be progression in terms of you know a total tonnage there's so many ways to measure progression going in in the long term and i think we get so hyped up on on that that um we get so hyped up on on chasing those numbers and trying to to get that instant gratification um that we forget that strength is a long-term game um and I think, you know, if you can take one thing away from anything I say, it's like going slow is okay. Going slow is still going forward. And going slow and making small bits of progression is ultimately going to keep you in this game or in this sport for a hell of a lot longer. Um, you know, I say that from true experience and I say that from a, a place of, from being able to look at it from the outside now with with no ego it's like i you know i still want big numbers i still want to be able to you know squat as heavy as i can i want to be able to put 300 on my back i, I want to be able to bench 200 i understand that but looking at it from like what the risk is it's like you can do that but you don't have to do it right now and i think if you can take that away and you can slowly just set your sights on that long-term goal, that, that long-term progression, you're going to be better off for it in the long run. Um, you know, pushing forward and and rushing those types of results, you're just putting yourself at a high risk of injury, I think. So, you know, the, the two things from, from Sam, I suppose, are, you know, momentum or movement is momentum and just play the long game. Um were two big things that resonated with me that I took from Sam, I guess. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's it's a discussion to be had, I think, amongst coaches and and clients. And we want to get everyone results, and we want to, you know, better them and make them hit their performance goals and and help them along the way. But I also think like maybe having that conversation with clients in the very beginning. It's like let's let's look at things, you know, in a micro scale. I think Sam mentioned it with one of the the world known coaches. It's like, you know, if I can gar- guarantee you twenty two kilograms on your lifts over the year, and that's like uh, that's two and a half kilograms, what every four months on squat, bench, and deadlift. Like that's what progression can be. That's twenty two kilograms over over the the total year, whatever it was. Seven, fourteen, twenty. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Just a quick maths in my head um you know that's that's what you need to do you need to gain two and a half kilograms you know three times a year that's not a lot when you think about it in the the grand scheme of things but here we have guys just chasing these big numbers all the time and you know ultimately i don't want to see them injured i don't want to see anyone get hurt i don't want to see anyone go down the path that i've gone down unfortunately um and yeah so I think those are my two big things that I take away from it and I, I hope you can kind of apply a little bit of 
of that to everyday life if it's not just strength training. Um, but yeah, that was the, the first of what I would call maybe like a the, the mini episode or, you know, the, the lessons within strength, as I was saying. Um, next week, I have a really cool guest on. Um, so if you guys could join in for that next week, that would be pretty cool. We talk about, um, talk about, again, the a bit of a long-term approach on, on a few things and just the struggles that she's gone through. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. I've, I've recorded it and it's ready for ne- for the following week. So yeah, other than that, guys, that's the first of the mini lessons or, or mini sessions of lessons within strength. Um, yeah, I'll chat to you guys next week.